Welcome. Today's episode is on buying to sell. Um, it's a strategy which some investors use um, to create larger pots of capital over a shorter period of time. Okay, it's not a strategy that I am particularly fond of personally for, for the simple rule that you can only sell a property once and over the last 20, 30, 40 years, the house, the value of prices at a future point has inevitably been higher than the point that they've previously reached. Okay, you can benefit from the residual income, recurring income, sorry, of a, of a rental property long term for the next 30, 40 years, or you can sell it once today. Um, where does this have its merits? Um, I don't think £100,000 cash pot today is, is better than earning £1,000 a month for the next 10 years. Um, but it, it's got a good place and it's if it's put into the strategy in a correct way. I can see the value in doing in, in buying to sell, to create pots of cash, to maybe pay down debt elsewhere. If you are using a lot of investor finance and you don't have your own funds, um, it can be a powerful tool. Um, also, if, if you're in a jam and you, and you need cash short term, it, it can produce larger pots. Don't get me wrong. That's good. That's great. Um, not a strategy that I'm looking for. Again, I'm, I'm looking to build residual recurring income long term. And uh, that's that, that's my plan, at least. Um, but a bit of guidance, nonetheless. It doesn't mean we've not funded these sorts of projects. Um, we have. We've, lo- we've loaned to investors that are buying a property to sell the property at a later date for a profit. Um, but part of my risk mitigation on that is having the conversation with the investor and saying, look, if this property sits on the market for six months after you've finished and you're paying six months additional interest how much profit is left because you don't want to be working for the bank when you're buying to sell property. That's the last thing you want to be doing. So could you perhaps remortgage the property, pay down your expensive finance and sell it at a later date to release the uh, the, the true profits? Something to, to consider. Um, guidance, okay, so going to be a short episode this one because it's not my arena of expertise. It's not something that I that I do myself, so I don't really want to be talking about it and, and pitching it, because if it's not something that I'm not doing, then, you know, how can I recommend it to other people? Um, guidance. So when we're looking at properties, um, if this is something that you want to consider, these are the sorts of things that, that I would be looking at, okay? When you're looking at properties, look on the periphery of more expensive areas, okay? So if you've got a prestigious neighbourhood, um, buy just on the edge of that because you're going to not be paying the premium of being in the area in the prestigious postcode but you could be just outside it or just outside a collection of streets um in wandsworth it's the tonsleys in streatham i think there's the abcd roads in uh, earlsfield there's the toast rack those big five million pound houses that back onto wandsworth common um, just outside of these streets, there will be a severe drop on the value from maybe a £5 million house to a £3 million house, maybe a £500,000 house to a £300,000 house. But the houses just on the edge will still carry that prestige and you'll be able to sell your way through that. So that's the rationale there. You get a spillover effect. Um, 
you're looking on, on local planning portals, they're public, you can search them, you can see what other properties on the street have already got in terms of planning gain, and you can be confident that your property will then receive the same benefits if it doesn't already have it. Um, looking on area view and, and Google Maps will help you visualise what has and what hasn't been done to particular properties. You, you will physically see the building structure stretch out along the garden or not to some properties. Um, there's usually something wrong or something to fix with these properties, which might mean that they're not mortgageable. Um, the properties will be ugly or distressed. Um, but non-structural refurbs is something that I'd start with if this was something new to you. Unless you've got a history of structural development and you've got a structural engineer on your team, um, maybe just stick to the cosmetic refurbishments, the kitchen, bathroom, redecoration type project. Okay. Um, sort of properties you'd be looking for probably built late 1800s up to probably 1980s you don't want to be going past that because you're getting into new build territory maybe leaseholds restrictions around that um, you want them of standard construction and materials slate roof that sort of thing not cement not cement um, built you want brick and mortar uh, slate roof that sort of thing not a thatched roof um, not concrete build um, properties that are just about inhabitable uh, but not falling apart. Sorry, just about uninhabitable, but not falling apart. Okay, so they are really, really tired and smelly and a little bit broken, um, but you don't want a wall missing. Yeah, um, typical sorts of sales. It's a probate sale. It's unmodernized. My buy to let's God, how many of those have been probate? I think one, two, three, second, third, fourth, I think we're all rule probate sorry second third fifth were probate um first was a repossession fourth was a divorce um but again coming on to motivated sellers people will be motivated to move out of these properties and be prepared to just sell it um if they don't want to live in the property if they've inherited the property if there's been a change in life circumstance e.g separation or job change change in financial circumstance or death inheritance we, we mentioned that okay so working out the calculation um, you go on to right move, you check out house prices. If properties on this street are selling for £120,000, you want to sell yours for just less, okay? Because the time in the deal is important here. You want to buy this, renovate it, and sell it ASAP as soon as possible, okay? So if a property is selling for £120,000, we're going to bring it to the market at £110,000. We're going to look at our purchase price and see what we can negotiate there, but get a builder in get a renovation budget arrange, agreed and let's say you're buying you're, you're renovating it a comprehensive renovation of kitchen bathroom redecoration maybe a rewire it's going to be around the twenty thousand pound mark okay um so if we're working back from one hundred and ten thousand pounds let's say we'd like to make ten thousand pounds profit as a minimum we, we're so we're down to one hundred thousand pounds all in for costs so we've got to buy it and renovate it and sell it for £100,000. So it's so a work backwards. If there's a £20,000 refurb, our top price is then 80 because 80 to 100 is the refurb. But also we've got maybe £3,000 of sales, um, sales costs and you've got purchase costs of maybe £5,000. So then instead of being at 80, we're down to 77, 72 with three and five thousand pounds for each of those costs 
and then we've got our, our top figure of £72,000. I can buy it and refurb it and, it, and it'd be, I'd be maybe all in for £100,000. And I'm confident that next door sold for one hundred and twenty. So if I bring this to market at one ten, it's a great deal for them. I'm still getting ten thousand pounds, and in six months' time, I'll be off and doing my next project. That's essentially the maths. Um, critically, 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 critically important to this strategy is having a build team that you can rely on. Okay, um, so revisit previous previous. Um, previous episode where we talk about um, interviewing these these professionals estate agents builders so you want to know which street the families want to live on or which street the home buyers want to buy on just outside of those prestigious areas um, literally go into the estate agent with with a map of the town with a green pen green highlighter and a red highlighter show me the nice roads show me the not so nice roads green and red, green and red, have five estate agents do that and you will see visually where, that you, where you want to be buying or where not. Um, really, really get to know your project manager. Ultimately, they are critical to this project and, and delivering it on time and on budget. You, don't, you, you cannot afford to be part paying the cheapest builder to have another builder come in to fix the, the, the shoddy work that the previous builder has, has done so make sure that you've got a good relationship with them you've spoken to previous clients of theirs you've got testimonials you've been on their sites of other properties um, as well as just the pictures from the phones which they they should have um, a good indication is if the builder has a tidy van they're probably a good builder if they've got a messy van maybe not um, that's just what i've heard from my builder um, everyone's different um, but spend time with these people really really get an understanding of of who they are assess their work does it fit for the type of project you're looking to undertake um, have they delivered a project like it previously on time on budget um, and, and really really get clear on your costs um, before purchasing the property have a number of builders come around and maybe quote on the work ask for an itemization of bits um, maybe ask them what the cost of the, the build is without this this cost with this cost in it because you might want okay what's the what's the cost for top spec what's the cost for middle spec and what's the cost for basic spec um renovating sort of timelines uh two to three bed um coronation street property as, as my dad would call them should take around six to eight weeks for a cosmetic overhaul okay so that involves kitchen bathroom electrics plumbing no real structural works um a property that that is looking for more structural works, conversion of, of uh, maybe an attic or installation of en-suites, moving bathrooms, that sort of thing. You can expect that to stretch out over maybe eight to 12 weeks. Um, planning gains, again, something that's maybe a bit more advanced, wouldn't recommend for the beginner at this stage, but a lot of our uh, bridging finance projects, if people are going through the planning process, that is where delays and overruns occur. Okay. Um, finally, very quickly, just when selling a property, it's important to turn your money as quickly as possible when you're doing these sorts of flips. Um, that means pricing the property competitively is very, very important. I mentioned it at the start. I'll mention it again. If a property next door is selling for £120,000, don't be greedy and hold out for one hundred and twenty. Leave a bit of, bit of meat on the table. Let the buyer get what they perceive to be a deal 
because if you can sell this property in six months, it means you can go out and you can do another project in that time versus holding out for the top price, having increase in finance costs and all that, all that headache to go along. And then you're dropping price in three months time or six months time. So um, that's today's episode. I hope it's been educational um, and informative. Um, once we've got through this series of, of buy to let basics, we'll get into the nitty gritty and we will start running case studies uh, and discussing particular projects in a bit more detail, um, referring to particular problems and successes. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're all well. Stay safe and uh, look forward to catching you on the next episode. Bye bye.